0: Boom, 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 ba dum, ba dum, boom, boom, dum, 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 to another episode of Breaking Mayberry, the show that just got its booster shot and is feeling funky. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Then that's, that's just, that's actually just me. Um, (laughs) I I got, I got that third, that third Moderna, that funky cold Moderna (laughs) in my arm today. I'm, I'm happy we've got a guest. Yeah. (laughs) Because someone's going to have to do the heavy lifting for me. Someone's got to be podcast dad. Daddy's got a headache.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not me.
0: <laughs> uh, in the studio with us today, oh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Marty Schneider. Other
1: host, Sam Ludwig.
0: And in the studio with us today is uh, a man who you've heard if you are a Patreon subscriber. The host of Comic Book Junto and Man Thing Minute, burlesque host and vaudevillian under the name mm-hmm. Flirt Vonnegut. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, you haven't General lived till you've seen this
1: guy do a pratfall fall
0: general <laughs> Brombavant and Man about town he's a, and a, a, a very talented ventriloquist yeah no uh <laughs> mr adam tatteras adam is not actually a ventriloquist as far as i know
2: hey i'm not a ventriloquist and also that's not me talking hey oh, that's a guy sitting next to me who's been talking for me all of my 34 years on this planet that's right. Hey, Marty, I could tell from the smoothness of that introduction that you wrote that down and you read it line for line.
1: Oh, 100%. for sure, hundred percent. We definitely didn't watch you stare off in the distance for five seconds trying to Look, come up yeah, with something.
2: You know, every podcast has its own thing, and I wasn't sure from from you know listening listening historically, is it appropriate for me to speak before introduction or shall I wait? And I opted for the latter. I wanted it. I wanted as much i wanted as much build up as possible which meant i i watched the stumble tumble roll down the hill introduction of your it's your boy flirt von again it,
0: or, or, ordinarily ordinarily i ask people beforehand but you've already been on the show kind of yeah. in our patreon episode um, so behind a paywall yeah uh and to be honest like i kind of just let guests your fiance, uh-huh. uh, when when we had your fiance Timmy on the show, she just talked. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. just like she she had already gotten out like a paragraph before I said her name. Uh-huh. Like, yeah,
2: and and don't they, fellas? And don't don't they? <laughs>
0: Congratulations on that. I think I've done that.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's pretty cool. Life event to have occurred since the last time I've talked with you. The bigger life event to discuss is that I am no longer behind a paywall.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) This is it. I made it into the core canon
0: okay so that was like a
1: tryout we were like we're not positive about adam we got to make sure we're gonna test run him we're basically going to use our patreons as like a focus group and we're gonna see what they say
2: and you, you took a year of data, and that was we, a year ago.
1: We had them do a survey monkey. Uh, they, they, gave you, they gave you a strong
2: 70%. I want to read the comments on that survey monkey.
1: There was one guy who was doing a real 12 Angry Men situation.
0: <laughs> but you made the cut.
2: Uh,
1: honestly, thinking.
0: honestly, Adam, you should feel proud because what, what happened was we were saving you for sweeps week. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, podcasts yeah. how, sure. how podcasts have sweeps week.
2: Sure, absolutely. Understood. I
0: don't I don't even know if that reference land I don't know if TV, television doesn't have sweeps week anymore, because you can watch all television at all times forever. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, no, I don't think it is. Although if it has any nostalgia attached to it, it will be a thing on Netflix soon. Uh there will be like a Netflix sweeps week. Yeah. But it's a gritty reboot. <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> uh, you know what you know what it, we do have that bullshit but it's all manufactured it's like disney plus day uh, yeah that's right like that's right. that was last week which was last week uh, yeah by the way by the way dan and i had like we really did think about just like messing with you forever and just promising that we'd bring you on and bring <laughs> <Yeah>. you <on. laughs> oh. literally all of your friends and family and never you
2: who is it it's it's kimmel kimmel has that with Man. damon yeah. yeah so i, I can yeah. be the matt damon to yeah. breaking mayberry
0: Dan, you said you had an, something to talk about. Okay,
1: yeah. So um, this this might be nothing. Basically, I got to <laughs> run been, this
0: by you to ask if this is anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, hey, man, nothing we've said so far has been anything. Good
2: setup so far. Uh, okay. Dan, you're killing it.
1: Yeah, so this, is, this happened last weekend, and it has kind of haunted me ever since. So I went to the convenience store on my corner to just get snacks. And as I was going in, two, like, Young teenagers, like eleven, maybe thirteen, walked in right after me, and they was, was never like, a good Hold thing. Hold
2: on, is this like the end of the Wire situation?
1: No, I mean, okay. kind of. I haven't seen the end of the Wire. I've been lying uh, about it since oops. like two thousand seven. But they they walked in after me, and they went up to the counter and the one kid asked, can I buy sparklers or do I need an ID? And the, the store owner who doesn't speak a lot of English and she kind of like looked at me and looked at him. And the implication was, I don't know the answer to that. And Uh therefore it's no, but if you hadn't said anything, I would have completely sold you sparklers. They're fucking sparklers. Uh So he got into this whole thing of, if I call my grandma on the phone and she gives you permission, can you sell me sparklers? And she was like, Again, no, because this is feeling like some sort of sting operation. Uh, yeah, like,
0: like a secret shopper thing <laughs> happening.
1: And so the kid kind of, like like, argued with her and then left in a huff. And the important detail- is that the entire time this thing was happening the kid was wearing a hoodie and on the front of it it just said i heart hot moms and
2: <laughs> the fact Don't we all the, the
1: fact that the child was wearing that hoodie at all bewildered me but then the child did the youngest thing i've ever seen someone do which is get themselves carded buying
0: sparklers uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: the entire time wearing a hoodie about how much he hearts hot moms.
0: Getting themselves carded by narking on themselves. Yes. I
1: mean, here's, here's what you didn't understand. Is this understand. a
2: TikTok trend? Is this like a, maybe this was a thing, you know, that he was participating
1: in? Hey, this is the failing to buy sparklers challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: here's, here's, what you, here's what you didn't understand and here's what you didn't pick up on. You saw a 12-year-old yeah. What was actually there underneath the iHeart Hot Mom's hoodie was a six-year-old on top of another <laughs> six-year-old. Oh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> that makes the heart. That, that makes their hearting of hot moms worse, if
2: not yeah. not better. <laughs> Operation Hot Mother. That's what that situation was. Okay.
0: The the the, the, the iHeart Hot Mom's hoodie is the only thing that they could find that would cover both of them. Mm. Yeah, right <laughs> because they got it at the new jersey state fair or their uncle did and they they're found only it six years
2: old closet. so you know they don't really grok the, mm-hmm. the concept of a barely myth, literate you know? yeah yeah so basically they, they didn't know what was happening otherwise this does remind me of mom i'd like to
0: be friends with
2: this reminds me of uh, a conversation that I, I delight in which is times when you see someone wearing a truly inappropriate shirt like so mind-bogglingly inappropriate that it sort of comes back around and becomes awesome mm-hmm. um in a, a, a truly terrible way. I'm not endorsing this. I, I think of a time that I was out in uh, the Poconos. I was visiting some friends and we were hiking. And I can't remember where it was. I think it might have been Hickory Run. I feel like that's one of the the areas you can go hiking in the Poconos that's popular. And you can choose from a series of different trails. And each trail has a different difficulty and it <clears throat> takes X amount of time, right? So we're getting ready to choose a trail. We've got a group of individuals, and there are a lot of people at this hub choosing their trail for the day. And there is a a, a teenage couple. I say teenage; they may have been who knows twenty. I don't actually know. I can't read the age of anyone mm-hmm. at all. But uh, they, yeah, that ability
0: no. is just gone. It's impossible. Yeah, I'm
2: going to say they were anywhere between uh, fifteen and twenty-two. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> they looked young. So you know
0: what the correct situation is when you're having that conversation uh-huh. is just not engaged Nothing, at yeah. all. Well, like, so here's pro- the thing. protocol. There is do not talk to those. People.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, here's another reason why I did not talk to those people. It's a it's a couple, boy and a girl, mm-hmm. and the boy was wearing a, a black T-shirt and reminded me a lot of some of the black T-shirts with pithy sayings that I would buy when I was a teenager, and I would buy that that sort of apparel from Hot Topic. And the T-shirt said, and he's with his girlfriend, I presume. The t-shirt said, my dick smells like chapstick. And I thought, now, who dressed? Now, hold on. We're going hiking today, and you're in an outdoor public area. You know what your shirt says. You want someone to know this did, did you get the like oh was this a gift is it a, Is this the my dick smells like chapstick challenge <laughs> like I was confounded and I couldn't do anything but think about that young man with his t-shirt that says my because it's incriminating isn't yeah it? and I don't want to be sex negative but I wasn't prepared <laughs> to encounter that that statement
1: uh, okay let's break down what that t-shirt is telling you because basically what it says is two things one i get head and two my girlfriend has chapped
2: lips (laughs) 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 i think actually i think this is kind of a limited purview here because i wanted to tell this young man i said that's so crazy i have a t-shirt that says i apply chapstick to my dick (laughs) and we kind of you know sort of the same thing but different yeah
0: yeah. So, okay, okay, gentlemen, I just went ahead and put in a, you know, in, in, incognito window, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, typed in, my dick smells like chapstick. Did you find it? To be, to, to, well, I just wanted to be like, is this a fucking, like, like is it a meme? Because mm-hmm. cause one time I was at the Iowa State Fair and I was picking out funny t-shirts at the Iowa State Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw a kid wearing a, I assumed it was like a youth group thing. And he saw he was wearing a T-shirt that said "Virginity Rocks,"
1: and, and, oh. and it was
0: in, and it was in the Stranger Things font. Oh, and I no. was like, and I was like, that's, that's the funniest Hell fucking yeah. shirt I've ever seen. Hell but yeah. then I but then I, then I actually I googled it and I was like, oh, this is like the slogan of some stupid YouTuber or whatever. Yeah. So I thought you were so gonna I,
1: tell me it was like a hiking trail in Montana.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah i love
2: this i'm I'm all about uh, this so uh, is uh, it right. is it a no meme? that'd be
0: great if you were from the virginity rock so anyway i typed in my dick smells like chat i guess there's a song by a band called emily's toy box no that can't be right hmm. uh and i think and I, and now i'm on amazon.com on amazon fashion and it's and,
2: and it's in your shopping cart now
0: it's <laughs> in my shopping cart okay here's the thing i think it's supposed to be a matching couples shirt yeah because i it
2: seems that way it's sort of like a
0: I'm looking at at the at the complimentary part, uh-huh. uh, which says I'm the reason his dick smells like chapstick.
2: Okay, that's lazy writing. That's nothing. That's lazy writing. That's
0: nothing. Yeah. That's not a gag. Because also- what, if,
2: if if now look, hold on, I don't want to be Don Draper about it, but mm-hmm. here's my vision: my dick smells like chapstick, and then the other shirt says my <laughs> lips. No, my lips smell like dick, and then in parentheses and are chapped. <laughs> yeah, but so you kind of cover all the bases there. Yeah. And
1: then just in parentheses, I have a lot of stuff going on right <laughs> <A lot>. now.
2: <laughs> it's sort of a make seven up your situation where you've got the front and the back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's an extreme Pretty good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just just a family of four just out enjoying nature <sighs> and then just mm-hmm. being like, "Well, we all know about that young man's penis right now."
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but by the way, in in the customers also considered these styles on Amazon is a black T-shirt that reads "I shaved my balls for this," mm-hmm. and God. next to that is "I hate being sexy, but I'm a chubby bearded man, so I can't help it."
2: <laughs> I actually really like that one, and I don't want to do Mad Libs on that.
0: God, guys, guys, I have to say, uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight eight shirts in this category of almost considered and a full 50 percent. four of them are different variations of i shaved my balls for this <laughs> that is in, a, in different uh different fonts and different typefaces one says i shaved my nuts but <laughs> we
2: talked a little bit about this off the mic but i i just uh, suffered through the live action cowboy mm-hmm. bebop on netflix
0: oh i can't and wait to see how this ties in here it is (laughs) can't wait to see this segue in a
2: later episode spoilers in a later episode vicious and spike spiegel have a conversation about shaving their balls
0: oh jesus christ
2: yes by the way
0: by the way also at the at the iowa state fair i saw t-shirts an old man wearing a t-shirt that said iowa the answer to the eternal question who is drinking all the bush light Which I thought was a very long slogan for a t-shirt. T-shirts need to be like four words. If your t-shirt's going to have anything on it, It's got to be real brief. No,
2: I really like that genre of shirt that I think are procedurally generated to have as many details as possible. Like, my boyfriend is a raging 10-foot tall cat person from Pandora, and when he gets home and demands a bush light, I have to obey him, and we're getting married in August 2015. (laughs)
1: I I love that it's like it's pulled from like your Google data. So they're like completely randomly generated. So it'll be like, yeah, that's right. I'm an Iraq vet with IBS. And my girlfriend has an Amazon Kindle in her shopping cart. And she'll freaking murder you if you look at our cat.
2: (laughs) I actually really dig it. I'm I'm a fan. I won't knock that. That's a good genre of shirt.
1: I was trying to figure out how to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, combing the internet for where you can actually get one of them intentionally.
0: Yeah, yeah. D- Dan texted me. He was like, do you know where I can find one of those to make it? And I was thinking, there's got to be, like, a generator or whatever, yeah. right? But it's, like... Uh, well, okay, you can't okay. get
2: that on, like, Zazzle. I feel like that's what that's for, right? It, for CafePress. So
0: So, D- Dan, was your plan to, like, buy them for, for Christmas presents? Yeah.
2: It's a good idea. It is a was good idea. it going to be
0: my Christmas yes. present? Mm. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. What was it going to say?
1: God, it was. Uh, it was going to be like, "Yes, I'm a podcaster and proud of it." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking that owned. Was,
1: that was the... owned me,
2: bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, I'm a podcaster. My girlfriend is a librarian. And if you talk shit about my fantasy football team, she'll effing murder you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, My fiance (laughs) is a librarian. And my podcast focuses on the Andy Griffith show. And my dick smells like chapstick. (laughs) And then at the very bottom, it says, any
0: questions?
2: (laughs)
1: They yeah. all end in someone will
0: freaking murder you. Like, yeah, they're all very <laughs> aggressive. They're all very violent.
1: Yeah, they all end in a threat to that no one will ever find your body.
0: That's
2: right. Yeah, Mondays. Oh. Am I right?
0: Also, listen. I'm gonna. I'm going to cut this, Marty. Cut this for fucking sure. But like, I know that everyone uses chapstick at some point in time. But for me, advertising your use of chapstick basically says, "I am a girl who is not old enough to wear lipstick yet." Like I remember, like all the lip smackers, yeah. chapsticks, and stuff. No, so,
2: look, I I say, you know, some people. Like, just, I
0: got I got some weird creep vibes off of that. Mo- more there's than nothing the wrong with moist
2: ones. lips. You gotta you gotta hydrate <laughs> your lips.
0: Yeah, I I, I I guess I guess it wasn't like my dick smells like lip smackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good it, too if, that's a good genre my, of t-shirt my dick was, smells
2: like welch's concord grape like <laughs> what <laughs> what's happening here what exactly happened there yeah or like my dick smells like turtle food
0: huh? yes yeah i mean i mean i, I feel i feel like you'd want to advertise that your dick smells like something pleasant and nice right like
2: I don't know. Not if you're trying to send a message that you don't want people to mess with you.
0: My dick smells like fresh
1: linens in the summer.
2: <laughs> My dick smells like Philadelphia in the summertime. <laughs> oh. It's not oh, that that
0: that that's the vet guy t shirt. Yes. That's
2: all of this all right. was a build up for me to make this joke. That's called a Burt's BJ. Uh, that's
1: <laughs> Oh shit, that's yeah, good.
2: That's I, I, I just wanted to make sure that I could get that phrase in
0: there. Oh, I'm so I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm... I'm very glad that we did this. Yeah. Adam. Yeah. We gave you a choice. I gave you a whole list of Andy Griffith show episodes. Allegedly. (laughs) This is the one. I I have chat records to prove it. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the one you chose. Yes. Why?
2: No idea. Threw a dart at the board. I think, you know, given the ability to watch any episode of the Andy Griffith show, I'm looking for interesting language in the, the episode description. Because I am going on nothing else. I have a distinct unfamiliarity with the Andy Griffith Show. I I know it as a concept in in pop culture, in the annals of pop culture. But apart from knowing the name Opie, apart from knowing the name Barney Fife, nothing comes to mind. So uh, when you gave me this list... You know, of course, I think the idea as 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 an entertainer, as somebody who wants to have fun, I'm looking for the goofiest premise. (laughs) Uh And, you know, realistically, they're all kind of goofy, but they're also painfully mundane. Yeah. So when you said shoplifters, I thought, okay, let's go with that one. Shoplifting. Let's let's see someone commit a crime in Mayberry.
0: This this also answers my next, my normal next question, which is, what do you know of The Andy Griffith Show? Today's episode is Season 4, Episode 21, The Shoplifters. Yeah. Uh, Airs March 2nd, 1964, written by Bill Idelson and Sam Bobrick, and I'm saying that confused because we've never seen these guys before. Okay. Um...
2: I imagine it's usually, you know, you have one scribe and you have gotten. No, your, I mean, no?
0: There's, there's there's a thousand on, on this show. OK, uh, we've, we've, we've started we've started like identifying who does what. So Bill Idelson and Sam Bobrick, who we've never seen before. I don't think we're ever going to see them again. So you picked up. They died after this. Sort of episode. Yeah. A, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, let's go ahead. Literally, when, when I clicked on Bill Idelson's uh, Wikipedia entry, the second sentence is Idelson died in 2007 from complications due to a hip injury. And he was, I think um, he was
2: shot to death in Ed's department store by Asa, <laughs> the security guard.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, you, you know you write
1: so what you know, and he knows brutal <laughs> homicide.
0: Here is your... Uh, directed by Kobe Ruskin, here is your one-sentence summary from Wikipedia. Barney goes undercover as a mannequin, to find a shoplifter at Weaver's Department Store. Mm. And here's what I love about... See, I understand exactly like your logic, Adam. Like You were like, that sounds wacky. But the problem is that whoever writes these Wikipedia descriptions has a real tendency to take something that happens in the episode and present it as though that is the episode. In
2: this case, it would be the thumbnail of the episode. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which is depicting it... Barney Fife as a mannequin.
0: Yeah, it, it, you have to take a very long walk to get to that part. I don't think yeah. that's the plot. A
1: tense game of cat and mouse between two men, one of which is maybe about to die. That's right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Although I will say, like we do it, we take a long walk. The the mannequin reveal did make me laugh. Mm-hmm. I the mannequin bit was funny.
2: Oh, don't uh, I don't want to get it twisted. I chuckled throughout yeah. the episode. I I I found myself putting. Um, I wasn't sure how to enter into this experience because I was thinking, you know, I, I know the premise of the show, guys. I know I know that we're here to like, you know, analyze what's happening and tear it apart and look at like how miserable and 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 gendered and racist and pro cop this stuff is. I I fully understand not all
0: the time, but yeah, but
2: like, th- but this is just sort of like what we're going to do. And I I surprised myself because I was thinking the whole time I was like, wow, Don Knotts really was a great physical yeah. comedian. And I was, yeah. I was just enjoying watching these guys play. And to, to, to some degree, I think I, I just, I enjoyed my time watching. There's some, yeah, you, there's some you picked a good weird one. shit in this episode, you. for sure. The whole subplot about Myra. Yeah, I mean, I know we're gonna go there, but like you, for you the most pick, part, you, I you picked throughout.
0: a you picked a solid you picked a solid episode. Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're almost about to just do ratings before they do the.
2: it's got to be a ten for me, guys. Thanks for having <laughs> me on the show.
1: <laughs> All right, so back let's get to it, let's t-shirts. Get <laughs>
0: Let's get into this. All right. So the, sh- the episode opens up with Barney and Andy sitting in the cop car, basically just gossiping. Just chilling. Yeah. Just talking shit about people <laughs> as they walk by. Like, the first thing we see is Barney's like, aw, that sweet old lady. She never complains that her husband is a terrible alcoholic. Like.
2: Yeah. The implications of that were chilling.
0: Actually. Yeah,
2: because he's like, "Oh, she she's got plenty to complain about, you know, because he drinks a lot." Okay, we, we know where you're going with this, Barney. Uh, this she is this keeps is a woman who shut. is in danger, and I feel like yeah. you should do something about it.
1: Uh, oh, there goes Mrs. Withers. Her life's a waking hell. Good for her. Good
2: for her. And then they they change tone and make fun of that man's toupee instantly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I had to, I had to rewind it a couple of times. They make fun of that man's toupee. I think the man they're making fun of. I think Barney says, "Oh, there goes Dick Krenna." Oh, oh hi, Dick. Shit.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I I, th- I had to rewind. So I think that's what he says is Dick Krenna, mm-hmm. who is a director on the show. Who is a guy oh. like Dick, Dick Krenna is the name of a guy who who directs directed multiple episodes. That of is this.
2: wonderfully shady. I like that.
0: And if you, and you go so on his Wikipedia,
1: he died in a brutal toupee related fatality.
0: <laughs> wow. He shit. was he was also he also went on to play like the general in the Rambo movies. Oh, uh, okay. That's Dick Krenn. All right, cool. Uh,
2: I like that. Anyway. I was curious about why they lingered on that joke. I wasn't sure if this was uh, a I denizen were... of Mayberry, but I like the idea of them kind of breaking meta here.
0: No, they were they were just making fun of another guy that works on the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually <laughs> really dig funny. that. Yeah, I like. I, yeah. I
0: thought that ruled. And then finally, we get to this long-standing, it's not even a b plot, a, a recurring gag. Barney's talking about a woman who runs a a, a lingerie a b- store. A lingerie store, but he pronounced it Langerie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Classic. A Langery store. And he keeps saying, like, you ever heard what they said about her, right? And also her name is, like, her name is Kuntz, right? Her it's name Kuntz. is Myra
2: Kuntz, yeah. Which is <laughs> definitely Kuntz, like, a, a Bart Simpson grade prank <laughs> name. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and they keep going, like, you're going to talk about, you, know, you hear what they say about uh, Myra Kuntz, right? And Andy's, like, getting excited because he's going to hear something dirty. And it's a recurring gag throughout it that, like. Barney starts to tell it, and he gets interrupted. Yeah, that's right.
1: And like, so the 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 story is just like they they do it in bits and pieces. Like, you know what she did, and then the last one is just like, so this new guy came to town, and oh, and then they get interrupted. But it's like, okay, so she fucked a guy. Like,
2: right. that's so what?
1: Yeah, it, but they like lead up to it, like, oh, you know her, she's really hot, and you know what she did. Oh shit, someone's coming, someone's coming. Like. Yeah. It's the, the recurring you know bit is did? that they get kind of horny.
2: The, oh, yeah, they yeah, really did. did. I mean, Barney was licking his lips. There's all kinds of wild stuff happening with Barney's face. and and then they start getting into the joke. And of course, the idea is they're going to say some salacious bit of scuttlebutt about myra and what she likes or what she does or it reminded me a lot of uh an episode of sopranos when they're making front of uh, uh i think they're making front of junior because that like word goes around that he goes down on girls right yeah and there's just wait, like a lot wait, of that wait, wait, wait. talk yeah you know yeah and i it reminds me a lot of that energy but i was surprised to see this in the andy griffith show i i, oh. I guess i expected it to be a little more clinical but it was body. oh
0: boy Well, I'll I'll tell you, Andy, all of this happened because of therapy and cunnilingus.
2: (laughs) Wait, was that Uh, in the episode?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, anyway. Was I imagining
1: Barney Fife getting really mad that Andy went down on somebody? Like, Andy, you can't do that. Your penis Uh, goes there, not your face. Oh, Oh, God. I'm sorry
2: for what I've done to this episode. I really tinged it. It, this episode smells I mean, like chapstick
0: <laughs> I mean Barney 100% is obsessed with being a beta male right Yeah, like Barney 100% is, oh my god we're actually gonna discuss this now Bar- Barney probably does do like a DJ Khaled thing like he's just no, like no say it ain't like, so like, listen man when we say justice for Thelma Lou, we fucking mean it oh,
2: Bummer, but okay. he's got such an elastic face who knows what he can do <laughs> but this is what a bummer i'm sad to hear this
1: i know (laughs) which that that thing that's definitely the top of everybody's list which is a very elastic face that can take a great deal of punishment
0: (laughs) so andy and barney are waved over by ben weaver yeah uh he's across the street great fucking cop work on these guys because ben is like desperately waving like come here Come here. Listen, guys, we're we're all familiar with the difference between a high wave and a come the fuck over here wave. Sure.
2: Yeah. Right. Although uh, I'm saying, hey, Mr. Weaver, cross the fucking street, my man. You're you're in trouble. Just like go over and yeah. talk to the cops. What's going on? You were standing out there for eleven minutes.
0: <laughs> he sh- he's sh-
1: just standing like twenty feet from them shooting off signal flares. <laughs> building SOS out of driftwood.
0: Should be noted, by the way, this is a different Ben Weaver than the Ben Weaver we've seen on this show multiple times, who is an old, old man. Oh, he's been uh, recast? He's been recast okay. uh, because the the original actor that played him died. I think that the, like, not in-universe, but widely accepted explanation is that this is Ben Weaver Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like, all right. Because, like, he's he's a much younger man than, like, this, this man is probably in his mid-40s, and the other guy was at least in his 70s. Mm-hmm. So... whatever this is ben weaver jr not important but just for continuity's sake they go over to ben and they say hey ben what's the deal and ben says i'm being robbed barney of course takes out his gun immediately and ben's like no not right now like but some people are stealing stuff from my store what are you what what should we do
1: and they're just kind of like oh man
0: <laughs> yeah. Great great cops in I, I actually I, I stopped that sentence because I actually I was like, I don't remember. Yeah. Do.
1: They just kinda go <laughs> like, oh man, that sucks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, so sorry to hear that, man. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, they, it is kind of funny. You know, I, I this is probably the first time that I, I chuckled, maybe, when Barney pulls his gun out immediately. I thought that was funny. Because like if we're gonna look at it through the perspective of, you know, cops overreact. A cab. Then I just I found it like a really funny hyperbolic move of this man say saying I'm being robbed. No threat has been identified whatsoever. Yeah, but uh, Barney pulls out his gun and starts waving it around, and I just I thought that was great. I also I like Ben Weaver. He has a really crazy energy. He was he's somewhere between like Bobcat Golfweight. And the man who plays Francis from Pee Wee's Biggest oh,
1: yeah. he's he,
2: he had this ability throughout the episode to just blow up and shriek in really interesting and funny ways. And each time caught me off guard. It's, it's too much. He's always too much. But I thought it was really funny and cartoonish.
1: Each instance of him getting upset is like a snowflake.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, right, exactly.
1: Yeah, and he can do like different volumes. Like, he goes from like they're all, like you said, they're all slightly too much, but like he does like little freakouts and he does ones where he just goes fucking nuclear.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he also kind of has a Paul Heyman thing from like uh the WWE, if you're familiar with mm-hmm. that. But I, I yeah, I kind of enjoyed him.
0: He was, he was a that's man. who I was thinking. Paul of. Heyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also, I mean, all of these men all together kind of look like a sentient ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. So you know. <laughs> uh anyway, I, I they they go inside the store, they kind of look around, they poke, they actually don't do a whole lot. Barney, of course, starts planning like his whole stakeout, his investigation and things. He
1: also starts lightly shopping. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, yeah. He starts picking up like they have this they had so much filler, I'm gonna say this again. They had so much filler in this. Like, I feel like there are a couple of of scenes in this where it's just like, so what else we got around here? We built a whole we built this whole set. Yeah. Like we've never seen this store before, so they built a whole set for this. So I guess we'll just wander around, this LL Bean. (laughs) But,
2: But I would say potentially the most confusing scene in the entire show was the one in which Barney was showing Andy the can opener with the tiny umbrella on it. Yeah. And then they make a crack about a woman. I, I, I don't know. I assume is just someone that they they know and is a character. And about how I suppose she has tiny hands. So she, it would make, or maybe she is tiny herself. So this tiny umbrella would keep her dry if it were raining. And she can quote, open cans in the rain i was confounded adam
1: there is no established tiny hands character that's just a thing they said you're you're
2: trying to tell me that there's no like lady tiny hands in mayberry that's not just a uh, recurring thing there's
0: There's no Janet tiny
1: hands and her husband tom tiny hands they don't exist
0: This is some of the most dog shit improv- improvisation I've ever seen. And I've seen some real shitty improv. Are you like, talking
1: about the show or us?
2: <laughs> yeah, you're you're totally right, Marty. It, it was I, I wondered about the script and how much was improv versus what was outlined for the actors. Because they, they you know they do have natural chemistry and there are a lot of times where they play off of each other. Great. And then in this, it does feel like one improv actor making an offer and the other one denying it (laughs) it's like is it hey uh look at this little can opener is this anything
0: (laughs) As, as, as dan dan has pointed out on this show the greatest improv actors know that there are two tools there's yes and and then there's not nah, fucking
2: yeah, thing. yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> like, like,
1: yeah, they they have a conversation of like, "Hey, is this can opener with an umbrella anything?" And the answer is definitively not really. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they do spend like two minutes on it, and which feels like it drags.
1: the The proper Whatever. response to the proper way to use that prop is, "Hey, check this out: can yes. opener with an umbrella on it." Well we're we're done. Goodbye. You saw the punchline. That's uh, in it. In
2: hindsight, in hindsight, maybe my favorite part of the entire episode. I thought it was brilliant work <laughs> out of Don Knotts.
1: They 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 put in work to try to sell that. Yeah. I
0: kinda wanna skip to the next interesting thing, but the I plot guess. details,
2: Smarty. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I feel like uh, you can skip to the next interesting thing, which is the scene where they're chasing each other. It's the duck season, rabbit season situation.
1: Yeah. Fucking no country for old men scene. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? It's so so. The, we'll do this. So Barney comes into Barney uh, later that night. Barney goes to the store when it's closed, right? Is this does before Barney go, or after? Barney, go there first or Barney goes Weaver first.
2: Go? Is no, no. Weaver goes first. Yeah, and then Barney, and then Andy. Yes. Is this before or after they had the scene in the police in the office where Barney says, "You want to hear my theory?"
0: <gasps> yeah. This is before. This is before. Okay, got it. Got it. Before I, I want to get to that theory, but yeah, Barney. So Mr. Weaver goes to check on his own store. Yeah, yeah, and he finds his night watchman. Ada, Asa? Asa Uh, Brini,
2: the MVP of the episode. (laughs) Get it right or pay the price. Asa Brini is here to protect and serve.
1: Asa (laughs) Brini, who is a character from SpongeBob SquarePants, like 100% (laughs) that wandered into this show
2: a sabrina here's- is a king and i will not have you speak down on his name i i thought that guy was hysterical because i'm pretty sure he didn't know he was on a show <laughs> he it was just an older he just man
1: came with the set <laughs> <laughs> here's hey, here's the thing extra here's 20 thing, bucks guys. i'll throw in this sleeping old man
2: look at this here's- man i'm I'm gonna hold it up to the camera look at this man <laughs> <laughs> a king
1: he's he is living the purest lifestyle anyone could which is having a job where you sleep all day and you keep it by virtue of refusing to leave
2: yeah i really like this guy actually he he gets yeah uh, here's I'm,
0: something i need to tell you guys yeah, uh, this is the third time we've seen a sabrini on the show and he keeps getting work as security guards in different places we've seen him as a as a sleepy security guard at the bank We've seen him as a sleepy security guard in front of, like, in front of a gold truck. Like, (laughs) we've seen this dude. It's just, like, they never call attention to him. But it's just a a, a thing that this dude is a dog shit security guard. A narco, who has narcolepsy. And he keeps falling asleep and getting work in different places. So, Asa is asleep this entire time. Yeah. Um he is
1: he is sleeping his way up the ladder like each job he gets that was unintentional
2: (laughs) yes yes his dick smells like chapstick
1: (laughs) that was a moment of serendipity i did not his shirt
2: says my dick smells like nyquil Uh but for real, I stand Ace Brini and I will I will go back and watch all of the AC Ace Brini. i I want you guys to watch the Ace Brini cut yeah. of 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 the Andy Griffith show.
0: Weaver goes in to check on his own thing. He finds his, his security guard asleep. He doesn't wake him up. He just kind of wanders around looking at his stuff, That's I guess. Right. That, like, that was Air, a
2: strange choice.
0: Like Ariel? Like yeah. <laughs> look at this stuff. I sell this shit.
2: Isn't it cheap? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh fuck it yeah so he just kind of like starts like absent-mindedly wandering around his store while being mad.
0: I, wait 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 Hank, can, look, can, can i take another shot at that yeah, absolutely. wait
2: <laughs> are you are you at... going back to re-deliver
0: <laughs> oh yeah no yeah yes i am yeah, you, you can do that
2: incredible
0: look at this stuff this cheap bullshit can't open her with an umbrella on it Ah. Oh, wouldn't yay. you think that it's great if you have tiny hands <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Tom Tiny Hands. And his wife, <laughs> Janet Tiny Hands. Yeah.
0: Janet Tiny Hands. Yeah. Uh Alright, so so he just kind of wanders around. Like he makes it a, it's very clear that there's no one there. Then Barney shows up because he sees he sees uh flashlight Weaver's in the flashlight. window. Yep. He sees Weaver's flashlight in the window. Mm-hmm. So Barney goes to investigate. Barney, I guess, doing good cop work at this point. He's he check he tries to look in the window, he doesn't see anything. He sees that the door is unlocked and open. He enters, and then for the next five minutes, we get to see these men stumble around in the dark, like, dodging each other and ducking uh, around, and it's funny. It's genuinely good, like... It's also, like, genuinely tense,
1: partially because, like, I...
0: One of them has a gun.
1: I Do yeah. I, one of them has a loaded gun. And partway through, I forgot that you that they you couldn't shoot someone in the face on the Andy Griffiths show. Like halfway <laughs> through, <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, Asa might die. This could be how uh, he goes out. Oh, this is gonna be a whole thing." Like yeah. Yeah, there's like a tense cat and mouse. They both think that they're like about to die. So. Well, it's very
2: much like the, the gang from Scooby-Doo being chased by a monster and then they run through the door and then they come out the door and they're chasing the monster. You know, it's that sort of thing where they're uh, looking to To avoid and find the other person, but they are m- somehow managing to not see the other person. I I thought that was fun. It was, it was it's fun, stupid physical comedy. I do want to comment on Don Knotts squat game, incredible, because uh, he, sh- he was shuffling around in a truly hideous way. He's but,
0: crab walking. He's, yeah. he's moved. He's moving like the girl from the ring.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like- Great thighs on that little guy and um really really awful to watch though um, yeah that weird <laughs> shuffle was not pleasant some
1: real cronenberg shit happened in there but <laughs> uh, also to compliment the guy that plays asa he was moving he like for a big guy he was doing no no some... i'm sorry not not, not, not asa oh, oh sorry to, pl- to compliment the guy that plays weaver he was moving like he was like yeah he was he was tumbling he was doing some physical comedy like for a big guy it was like chris farley level
2: yeah, he was fun. He was having fun. I, that, that scene was a good time.
1: Yeah. And it's like a tense game of cat and mouse that ends with Andy just like kind of coming in, flipping on the lights, and Barney announcing that there were like 20 guys in there and he was in a standoff with them. Like, almost opening fire.
2: That was pretty fun. I like that when, you know, the the tension is cut with, with Andy just turning the lights on. That's it.
0: And yeah, Andy turns the light on. Asa gets up. Asa yeah. wakes up, and then and then they have they have this argument, and Asa's is just like a fucking dick about falling asleep on the job.
2: Oh, he's like, got a great line where they said you were asleep on the job, and Asa says, "I got up." And he <laughs> did. Can't deny him.
0: It's True, he's a king. And, it was just like did a like, robbery happen? No, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Asa, Asa was correct. There was no danger, That's and right. as soon as there was danger, he got up right. eventually. Yeah, after some stuff fell on him and the. Also, but also Asa also has a gun. So there are now two guns in the situation.
2: Yeah, everybody's got Uh, a heater in Mayberry.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and this is when Andy announces his theory, which is that he basically says, okay, well, you know what? I think this pretty much proves that the robbery isn't happening at night, right? If the robbery was happening at night, they wouldn't take just some stuff. They wouldn't take just like one or two items. They'd be taking it. They'd take the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then Asa's like, yeah, bitch. Look at that. It's not happening when I'm here. It's happening when you're here, Mr. Weaver. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Weaver's response should be You're fired <laughs> You can't
1: fire Asa. He's an institution for some reason.
0: <laughs> like like okay, we, 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 we play the game where we try to figure out how you could solve this without the cops being involved. I feel like this is an easy one. Clearly, there's no threat at night, and you're paying a man to sleep, so fire him and hire someone to just stand around and watch your stuff during the day. Boom. Like, feel feel like this is an easy solution. Uh, And then an old woman doesn't have to die in jail.
2: (laughs) Wow, is that what we think? Is that how you're extrapolating the rest of the episode? Oh, dear.
0: I it feel is like this
1: Ace's is it, fault that that woman dies in prison. 100%. <laughs> it is on uh, his
0: shoulders. Damn. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to
2: this. I um, think that was Ace's wife. That's, my, that's <laughs> my Oh, it was opinion. an
1: inside job. It was an
2: inside
0: job. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Shit. All right. So then, then we get to the scene where Barney and Andy are discussing Barney's theory. Where Barney says yeah, he does... In, in true Barney Five fashion, takes a long walk to get there, makes everyone play games that no one's playing along with. But he basically says, hey, wait a minute. How do we know that Weaver isn't stealing his own shit to sell it on the side and get the insurance money? Which is a fine theory. Yeah. sure, Like, inc- incredibly plausible.
1: It is like, also some classic cop bullshit, though of just like you call the police because someone shot at the side of your house and they're just like, well, how do we know you didn't shoot at the side yeah, of your house? Yeah, you did it
2: to yourself. Yeah. Not my problem. Yeah, sure. I really love that he did play that game, the yes or no question, and Andy responds what he's supposed to say the name of Weaver Store. He, he's only allowed to say yes or no, so he responds with no. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the Kakamimi the theory and the presentation of it because you could tell that Barney was very proud of this and wanted to delight in the delivery of resolving the mystery and I especially loved when he was clinging to his theories after this one fell flat, and you can hear him say very quietly, maybe it was Asa. <laughs> like, you know, I just thought that was terrific. Wait,
1: wait, wait Barney wait, was on, basically on. trying to come Adam. up with the reveal of a better show, like, this would have been the reveal on, like, Psych.
2: But... Yeah, right. This anyways... was for the the dick, who they were making fun of with the toupee. They're like, yeah, I bet I bet I could write a better episode than Dick, you yeah. piece of shit. <laughs>
0: wait a minute wait a minute Wait a minute. hang on i want to go back to adam calling this theory cockamamie i find this incredibly plausible as a matter of fact i was sitting there going with Aunt, with barney being like yeah maybe
2: oh you andy, okay yeah
0: a- a- andy I- i'm not saying i believe it but i'm saying that like it's plausible enough that like someone should go yeah maybe instead of what andy does which is say no nah, that's not possible he goes to <laughs> church
2: yeah no come on look he knows every hymn. what are you doing here that is irrefutable Evidence, <laughs> my man loves and fears God. He's definitely not stealing can openers with tiny umbrellas on them.
0: And and I should point out that the person they do find doing the crime, they go to great lengths to point out that she is an out of towner. She is not from here. I hated that. Which Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> nobody from here can do real crime. It's all criminals from crime island, <laughs> <Like>, uh,
2: Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They,
1: they come over for their annual pilgrimages from Australia to do all the crime, and then they return back to Australia with their bounty.
2: Yeah, I love that the Andy Griffith Show has such an staunchly anti-Australian station. <laughs> That's enjoyable. They go
1: on screeds against Australia constantly. It's yeah. one of their most weird recurring bits.
2: So the, we have the theory scene, which was delightful. I really enjoyed that quite a bit. And then he, Barney has a new plan. And this is the, this is the part where we got the summary of the episode with the mannequin. Plan. Correct. Yeah. Correct.
0: Andy comes into the store and he says, Hey Ben, have you seen Barney? And Ben goes, what? How, how the hell is it? should I know where Barney is? and andy goes what i sent him over here an hour ago what what and then he's walking around and the camera like pans slowly to the side past like a mannequin wearing a dress a mannequin wearing a suit and then barney staring like and smiling and not moving with like jack like a rain jacket on and like a fishing cap and just staring Implying that he's been standing there for roughly 45 minutes.
2: So important. Not I, blinking. So important. I I actually hit rewind and I watched the scene a couple times. Mm-hmm. The moment when the audience is clued in on what's happening and there's that pop of laughter is terrific. Yeah. Because you can hear a woman saying, would you look at that? <laughs> oh shit. And I love it. I watched it three times to confirm that it wasn't happening elsewhere in my home, there wasn't another piece of media, maybe it wasn't a patron in the store, but one of the people in the audience exclaimed, would you look at that? And I (laughs) fucking applaud that response. I wish more people would respond that way. I thought it was terrific.
1: I... I'm genu- generally anti laugh track, but if that was a thing that happened in all laugh tracks, I would be so much more on board. If like during Seinfeld, <laughs> someone's just like, "Oh, that's classic
0: George," <laughs> like
2: <laughs> that is I, one I, of the things that he we, does we need, say. Yeah,
0: we, we need more buttons on the laugh track, right? They're right, right now there's only like ha 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 and aw, <laughs> but we need one for huh. Yeah. <laughs> we need we need one for.
2: Good point. Wait, one like, individual in the crowd who is a little louder than his peers and says, "Didn't see that coming," <laughs> and I just thought that I, I like really that warmed me. I liked that a lot.
0: I think I think you can get a lot of usage out of the, this laugh track. Two point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's been a long time since we've updated the laugh track, fellas, and I feel like there need to be other responses. I don't always know how to feel when I when I see things. Right. <laughs> I <laughs> How how will I know how to respond, how to react to something, unless you make it clear in GIF format later for me to use? Yeah,
2: that's right. You know? that's so right. so
0: here, here here's what I need. I need for other cues to happen, like when I'm watching, I don't know, Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. <laughs> and I need to know how to respond to hearing Faye Valentine say, welcome to the ouch, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because my initial response is, this sucks. <laughs> but maybe... Maybe if there was like a button of a guy going, that's hot, I would go, yeah, cool. that's the way I'm supposed to take this. You know, yeah. I'm supposed to think that's fun and sexy.
2: Well, that's fine. Just I'll a- contribute to that laugh track. I'll add my voice of saying, cool. <laughs> Anytime you want to put it in there, Just, cool, cool.
1: Just laugh, 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 laugh. I'm into this. Laugh, 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 laugh,
2: laugh. <laughs> Loving this. This also brought upon my my second favorite character of the episode. So my first being Ace of Brini. I know it's my second be- favorite, and you need to go in on this and mm-hmm. tell me more about this fella. But my uh, man Leon, ready,
0: ready. Leon,
2: yes.
1: <laughs> the sticky boy. Yes, the sticky boy, an occurring character.
0: Really? Although I will say he's he's not that sticky in this. One somebody got him with a wet one. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, here's Barney's cover is blown because Leon the Sticky Boy shows up. Leon is, I don't think Leon has parents. <laughs> Leon like might a be- feral cat basically. <laughs> Leon is a small child in a cowboy outfit who offers a bite of his peanut butter sandwich to everyone that walks by. I never love moments. it. I love speaks. it. I
2: love it, especially since Andy's response was a, a very modest. No, thanks, Leon. Yeah, it wasn't even no. like, a, what the hell is going <laughs> yeah. on here? No,
0: because it's the third time that's happened to him this week. <laughs> Like, this is all Leon does. He uh, just Leon. wanders from place to
1: place, offering people bites of his uh, peanut butter sandwich, like a is, saint.
0: Is
2: Leon he's, transdimensional, he, yeah. and he's just, like, visiting he's the world that he needs to assist?
0: He's basically Mr. Mixy Pixlick, yeah. No, like, oh, yeah. Also, he's Clint Howard. He's a tiny little Clint Howard.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Clint Howard. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Actually,
0: so that means Clint appears in this episode, and Ronnie does not. Mm. There's no... No Opie. There's no Ronnie Howard. There's no Opie in this episode. There hasn't been Opie in a while. Was he like, did he have chicken pox? Was he just going through puberty off screen? this This was
1: a not cute couple of weeks for him.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: Adam, it. you did get to see as a bonus of this episode. You got to see Clint Howard peak.
2: I, you, know, I really did. It's enjoy never it. getting better for Clint. Yeah. I enjoyed Leon a great deal. It came out of nowhere for me. There was no context, <laughs> and I was actually hoping you would say, "We don't know who that kid <laughs> yeah, is either." I know. But uh, <laughs> big fan.
1: The first time he showed up, me and Marty lost our minds because we were like, why is a child in a cowboy hat rubbing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich all over this scene? Yeah. He was also much grosser. Like, he looked like he just had, like, lint and dog hair stuck to him all the time. You know,
2: like a, a yeah, so, pig pen so, from Peanuts? Yeah.
0: some Somebody got to him with a wet wipe before this one. Okay. Yeah,
1: classic right. Leon looked like if you'd just, like, thrown him at a wall, he would stick to it,
0: like, flubber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like one, like one of those sticky hands that flops back yeah. down the wall that you get from a from a coin vending machine. Yeah. 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 Uh, at Round Table Pizza. Terrific. Yeah. Um
2: awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed Leon. No, it wasn't Leon's <laughs> fault. He didn't ruin the tactic. It was the fellow with the the pipe who was doing a lot of smoking and checking out the the, the garb. And then I was thinking, oh, yeah, you could smoke all over the place. And I I thought that was a fun commentary on like, yeah, you could, but also it wasn't pleasant for everybody.
0: So there are three things that happen to blow Barney's cover. First is a man dressed like Wimpy from Popeye. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Eats 25 hamburgers.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and he's smoking a pipe as he's walking around the store, and he's like looking at the jacket that Barney is modeling. Yeah. Uh, Barney, by the way, I like looks like a wax figurine. He looks like he belongs in, in Madame Tussauds. Agreed. Uh, uh, and he's smoking, and the smoke is going up in Barney's nose, and Barney has to like wait till no one is is looking, and then he puts his like hand to his mouth mm-hmm. and just goes "pshoo," mm-hmm. and then he just freezes there. Then Leon comes and offers the sandwich. Oh, at some point in time, by the way, he, Barney does get to, like, get Andy's attention and go, Oil can, <laughs> basically. Like, he basically does the Wizard of Oz. Uh, and then finally, two women show up and are just, uh, like, it's it's a question of whether they know it's Barney or a mannequin or not. But one of them goes, isn't that Barney Fife? And the other one goes, yeah, it looks like him. But the dummy's a lot better looking. Yeah, that and was it's great. it's a question of, like, do... They, are they just messing with him they clearly know that it's barney and are just like fucking with him right yeah
2: they, i think they they have to well i mean i think suspension of disbelief i think barney was actually doing an excellent job and they did believe that has blinked in 45 minutes and yeah. uh and they were just like going in on how this version was more handsome than the real barney fife but who's to say maybe these little biddies, you know were the source of the gossip maybe they're maybe they're the ones telling gossip about my raccoons you know yeah. maybe they they're just kind of shady little ladies who are walking around spilling tea all over the place so who's to say who's to say if who's they knew say. or not but they were they were definitely going in on old flexi face
1: <laughs> old flexy face they, this mm-hmm. bit is criminally underutilized i could have done another 45 minutes of stuff happens while barney has to not move like
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> right exactly yeah i thought that would and, great.
0: And, 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 and again like if we were going by normal lo- logic and this was the episode then yeah you would have plenty of time to do that but barney has his blo- his cover blown imme- immediately afterwards and then he's like okay andy we gotta move we gotta roll up on this uh and he does you know the thing that you are not the thing you were not supposed to do when you were trying to bust someone for shoplifting which is go right up and call them out. Which
2: is blow their brains out yeah. before you ask that question.
1: He point blank executes her. <laughs>
2: yeah, Would that you... is the thing that you are not supposed to do. You're not supposed to punch the criminal's heart out before <laughs> they appear before a jury. It's the
1: uh, first thing in mall security guard school is that they tell you do not do any Mortal Kombat style finishing moves on the suspects.
0: No, no Kali Ma. Yeah. Say it with me. Say it with me, troops, no Kali Ma, <laughs> yeah,
2: so they you know they 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 finger her for the criminal, and I knew the whole time, of course, absolutely has to be this woman, yeah, and then they check the bag and of course the only thing that's in the bag is the Bible. And so it can't be the woman, right? But then I I just knew that the other shoe would drop. And I really liked the way that that worked. But I was confused by it because of the gendered language that they use. So when they leave, Andy says, I think there's our man now. And I was just confused. Like, is this parlance? Is this like cops and robbers parlance? Mm -hmm. Because he was pointing at the same little lady. Same lady, yeah.
1: I genuinely thought that they were about to do a thing where they take her wig off and it's a man i thought Ooh. that that's what he was because as soon as he said there's our man now i was like are they about to fucking do this is just this a- like
2: that woman was not shot by barney fife we dodged a bullet yes oh, i'm yeah. so happy yeah. that that was not the 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 prestige
1: yeah i, I thought they were, were going to do a whole austin powers thing
0: so yeah andy drags barney outside and starts giving him a lecture in policing and police saying Never, ever accuse somebody of shoplifting while they're in the store. They can just, you gotta wait till they get outside. By the way, like, I, this isn't true anymore, but, like, when I was a retail drone, and I, I, I was on this duty before, like, literally, if you think someone is shoplifting, your whole thing is just, just to, like, just to annoy them. Like, your, your whole, the whole thing is just walk around and just ask them if they need a bunch of things. Because you can't actually confront them on anything. And honestly, like, hey kids, you can shoplift from Walmart. Like, you can just go and grab a TV and walk out. They can't really do anything. What, you, what, what, what
2: was your retail beat? Where did you work,
0: Marty? I was at I was at Walmart for five years. Worked my way all the way up to department manager. Hey, and,
2: all right. Yeah. Did you, at Walmart, did you have that can opener that had the small (laughs) umbrella
0: on it? I did. I did not have any umbrella can opener. Can we talk about this prop? Why
1: did it exist? Yeah, it was
2: great. It was probably the best gag in the episode.
1: At that exact moment when they did that prop, Carrot Top was born.
2: Like that was a curse. Yeah, a plague on your house. Yeah, I worked at Best Buy. I worked at Best Buy. I worked at games and one of its competitors. So loss prevention is a thing, but they certainly tell the employees that you can't do anything. There's nothing for you to do. Don't chase someone.
1: Did either of you guys
2: steal from your stores? Uh, You know, I never did. I I was tempted to because oh, here we go. Here's the story. I was tempted to steal from from Best Buy while I worked there in Berea, Ohio, a suburb outside of Cleveland in uh, Cuyahoga County, because I wanted to buy some some filthy anime, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I didn't want people to know. But I kept saying to myself, I get a discount. I get an employee discount, so just buy the anime. I did end up buying the anime. It was called Golden Boy. It's one of my favorite animes. It is filthy... And, and perverse and wonderful, but I was so embarrassed to purchase it that I, I contemplated for a very long time stealing it and and risking my employment. I didn't. I bought it mm-hmm. like an honest man. <laughs> then I went home I... and fapped like a
0: weeaboo. <laughs> 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 All right, that's that's the episode title. Uh, yeah, 10 out of 10 <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> uh, for this. <laughs> All right. I I, uh, <laughs> I, I did not... I did not um, steal porn from the Walmart that I worked at. Coward! I, <laughs> I, did... ac- I did. If your did story once... better
1: end with you jerking off, or you might as well not even tell it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I really wish that Adam hadn't gone first. Guess
2: um, what, Marty? My hand smells like chapstick. <laughs> what does that mean?
0: Uh... <laughs> I, no, we may never know like, as a society. So, I, I, I did not steal porn from Walmart, Um, but I did once accidentally buy weed on the job
2: whoa
0: <laughs> i didn't mean to buy weed but i did buy weed did
2: it have a parental uh, advisory sticker on it since that's it what what every uh, adult product would get at walmart <laughs> i'm guessing walmart was not the retailer
0: selling you so Walmart was not the retailer so i worked at a walmart outside of a town called ashland oregon uh-huh. which is a hippie liberal arts town it's a university town in the middle of like a sea of red anyway so one i'm working one night and this this hippie walks in wearing a pretty sharp like vintage corduroy jacket that's like a little too small on him but i do comment on it because i was like i was like super into it like that's a sweet jacket and this dude baked out his mind is like yo you should try this on man and he like, immediately this he's just putting this jacket on me. Okay. And, and I'm like, it, it fits me pretty well. I'm like, I'm, I'm really liking this jacket. And like, he's like, do you want it? Like he off, he actually offers what? to give me the jacket. I've never met a <laughs> magical man before in my life. I'm not kidding you at all. Uh, and, like, he offers to just give me the jacket as just, like, a magical being. As long as I kept this little eight-ball patch. It was a patch, like a sew-on patch that was in the pocket. He's like, this is a lucky patch. You got to keep it with it. And I was like, dude, okay, let me give you 10 bucks for the jacket. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I mean, if you insist, right? So, like, I go back. I go to my locker. And, you know, I get my wallet. I give him 10 bucks, I put this away. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I, like, told the loss prevention guy. I'm like, I know this is weird, but this is I'm not breaking any rules, and he goes, "I don't care." Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, actually, the loss prevention guy was a dick. All loss prevention guys are training to be cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck them. Sure, like they think they're cops. So I Paul went situation. I stuffed, situation. It, I, I stuffed mm-hmm. it back in my locker. Right. I, I at the end of my shift, I come in, I put my jacket on, and I I put it. Go to my car, and I reach in, and I'm like, "There is. A, there is a, not an ounce. There is a." a gram a couple of grams of weed there's
2: a kilo of <laughs> weed
0: He's just he, like, he just left me a, a pocket <laughs> um, so yeah i bought i accidentally thinking i was buying a jacket and my jacket came with bonus weed. Oh. you were in
2: you were an unwilling mule for
0: his drug trade
2: <laughs> yeah I, I love that it's not a loss prevention issue if you are adding to the inventory <laughs> and you purchased something and brought it into walmart you didn't take it out i think that's great did you smoke it
0: Yeah, yeah, of course I did. Do
2: you remember how that went?
0: Kind of shitty weed. Okay, right, great. Like it was it wasn't it was like lace.
1: I, I was going for that too. I thought he was gonna smoke weed uh smoke wet weed, yeah. I uh. I I w I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd been like, by the way, a guy named Tony is gonna show up later and ask you some questions. Just give him whatever he wants.
2: Yeah. Right. You're gonna wanna tell Tony that you hid this bag up your ass. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh that's that's oh. fun.
2: That's a fun story.
1: And and then uh, I is this, was that
2: story modeled after an episode of the Andy Griffith
0: Show. Yeah.
1: Did you crank off after? <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Oh, right. and 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 then I jacked <laughs> yeah. off like a wee Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Listen, you. guys. Li- listen, listen, man. I'm. I, I mean, I, I me me telling you that I smoked weed and jacked off to anime isn't a story. <laughs> That's just that was just college. Oh, like. wait,
2: college. <laughs> hold on. This is what I did before I got ready for tonight's show. I'm ready. I'm here. I had to make sure that my energy was up.
1: It's the breakfast of champions for podcasters.
2: Yeah, come on, please. I from, I, I opened up. I'll, Kaza, I'll, I'll, I opened up Kazaa and I downloaded an episode of La Blue Girl, and here I am. I'm excited to be here.
0: I, I'm just saying, Adam. For some of us, it's not a special occasion no. that's that's worth telling a story about.
2: Do people listen to this podcast? Yes. <laughs> am I incriminated? I mean. Can I put this on LinkedIn?
1: Not enough to be worried about.
0: Okay, so... God, this is all bonus Fuck material. Fuck you, this
1: stays uh, in. You go to hell if right. you
0: edit this out.
1: <laughs> I will come to your house.
2: Yeah, if you put any of this content behind a paywall, you're fucking
1: dead for yeah.
0: Okay, I'm clearly outvoted. All right, fine. Um for the fuck I don't we? even
2: know uh, okay we got to the part where oh, all right, all right, no, all right look, so... <laughs> barney was being told the do's and don'ts of policing especially what in other crimes <laughs> <laughs> and then we got that really terrific moment where we get to see that this this lady was strapped that she had all kinds of jewels and and such she she looked like the merchant from Resident Evil 4 wait,
0: yes wait, <laughs> yes adam 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 Please explain the steps that are taken to, to this reveal.
2: Oh, yeah, the, the truly terrible steps. So, of course, Andy points out these are the things that you cannot do, Barney, and, and this is how you did it wrong. But I'm pretty sure that I know who our our culprit is. And there he goes. And then they go and they encounter this woman again, the same woman from inside the store who only had a Bible within her bag. And immediately Andy says, Barney, go get a bathroom scale. Yeah, because he's into that kinky stuff. Yeah. And he, Barney is incredulous and, and uh, checks in, and then he goes and he gets a bathroom scale. And of course, at this time, Ben Weaver comes out, and he's he's flabbergasted. He can't believe that we're giving this patron all this trouble a second time. Oh, right.
0: She does threaten to sue. She, she threatens to
2: sue, which is classic and so American, and I actually yeah. really loved that. And Barney comes back with the scale, and they say, "Go ahead and step on the scale," which is nuts. All of this is nuts. She decides to oblige, which is also nuts. She steps on the scale, and that's when they notice that this woman weighs, I think, 163 pounds. Yeah, a lot of things happening here. One, they're weighing a stranger on the sidewalk, and
1: she agrees. And
2: she agrees to it. (laughs) Two, and she doesn't say they're body shaming her. About her weight. I mean, like, I get it. Like, you're a detective, you're a cop, you're doing your job. But, like, it's definitely shamey. We want to do that. And then the thing that I would say is probably beyond the pale is when Andy takes his mitts and starts taking her coat off without her consent. Yeah. He is stripping this lady. And that's when we see that she is, in fact, the the merchant from Resident Evil yeah. And also, she, and she humps over and she says,
1: what are you buying?
2: <laughs> and Leon, Leon, the kid, yeah. comes out and he buys a grenade launcher from the merchant.
1: Yeah, using Spanish doubloons. <laughs>
2: that's <right. laughs> got a lot of
1: good things on sale stranger
2: that's for two people in your audience
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen the people who have played resident evil 4 and the people that listen to our podcast are a circle that yeah, diagram overlaps right. perfectly
2: that's right so yeah andy stripped this lady and i was i didn't like that
1: was a very so i used to shoplift a lot to feel alive and one of the first rules of it is if anyone asks you to step on a scale you say go get the most confusing search warrant ever like
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a good retort yeah
1: it's (laughs) she could have just said no i'm super leaving goodbye (laughs) Which, or th-
2: I can't believe the woman from earlier in the scene with the mannequin didn't come back in the audience And when she was being weighed. We didn't hear that lady say, would you look at that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, it, it, it's th- she they, she could have just said, hey, I think there's a bunch of shit on you. Like he had to go through all these increasingly all the bizarre steps.
2: Although, you know, for what it's worth, and, and I hate saying this, I was traveling recently. What Andy did to this woman was much like the TSA and mm-hmm. the way that they treat people as they're preparing to travel on an aeroplane. So I guess this was kind of prescient, you know, the whole yeah, like yeah. being weighed and patted down and stripped and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Also, like, we... I we had zero rights, like yeah, whatsoever. Like you, you had no recourse at that point. What I'm trying to say is
2: this episode predicted 9 11. Yes, is what I'm getting.
0: 100. Yeah. Well, we'll just add that to the pile of episodes that have done. Yeah. so oh, like, oh, oh,
2: Leon, you little scamp. <laughs> I don't know what I was pointing him out for. I'm not sure what he's guilty. No, no,
1: of. no. You've you've made your stance very clear that Clint Howard did 9 11. Like. <laughs> You're on the books as having said that.
2: Every single time we take a moment where I think, I think I've made uh, you guys, I think I've made your podcast bad. <laughs> we get It gets a lot worse. It dips further. So I, I feel solely Our podcast
1: always has a balance between chaos and order, and you have uh, just gone my way on this. Yeah,
2: people <laughs> kind of say that I'm the joker of
0: podcasts. No one says that. Yeah no one's ever said but a couple if people you want said that.
1: if you want people to and say they that you can a... start trying to make it happen
0: yeah yeah that, absolutely I would, I would we, can, that. Yeah. we can we can tell all of our friends everyone we know hey tell uh, whenever you see Adam like if you doing a show or something say hey that guy is the joker of podcasts.
2: <laughs> some people really say some people some people really specify that I'm kind of like the this Jared Leto joker from yeah, podcast. He's
0: real you're a yeah. twisted yeah. podcaster. Make 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 sure, make sure that everyone like if we're walking on the street, he's just like, hey, check it out, there's Adam. You know, he's <laughs> the Joker of Podcasts. But
2: you know why and, I do what I do. And, Society. Yeah. You know? So that's and that fact, explains. The fact me. that
1: we live in one. Yeah. And,
2: and also we live in one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah anyway i've never stolen jewels so i shouldn't be locked up this lady does get locked up and according to your extrapolation marty she dies in prison <laughs> Yeah. I, I will say i would like to point out that she stole barney's gun and she uh, she had a moment either of cowardice or of uh, some some I guess sympathy for her situation. She could have killed everybody in this mm-hmm, station.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 be clear here. So two two things happened, by the way that I want to talk about. Number one, how fucking psyched, like how fucking psyched Barney gets that they're locking this woman away. Oh uh, yeah, he was really yeah. jazzed. Yeah. He was so ha- happy, and he gets in her a face. Bit, He's like, "You piece of shit! Fuck you!" <laughs> there's a bit. So so barney goes hey how did you know it was her and andy says oh well i bumped into her earlier and she clanked like i bumped into her and like i hit this pan and she clanked and old ladies should never clank i love that line yeah and then barney it's a great line and then barney ruins it yeah because then barney jumps in like a fucking shitty hype man going uh like what does he say Unless they're going to the clink. <laughs> that's
2: right. Yeah. It was, real, it was a real hat not, on a hat situation.
0: Not a joke. Yeah. It's not a joke. This,
2: this actually really uh, capitalizes on what you said, Marty, earlier about this being improv, bad improv. Because, yeah. you know, they, we hit the beat. Oh, an old lady should never clank. That's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Would you look at that? And, and then, of course, we need to get, you know, we got to get the plus one. Yeah. Like the one up. And that's, we didn't need it. We didn't need it.
0: I mean, here's the thing. This isn't live. They can edit it. They could have cut that line and chose not to. Uh, like, it, it's one thing to do bad improv and then later be like, "Oh, that sucks," and cut it. That's that's this. Ep- that's everything I do yeah. on the show. <laughs> like, that's that's my role here. I, I'm f- I'm fully aware that I'm not the funnier one on the show, but I need you all to know I'm the reason this shit is funny. <laughs> Damn. Yeah throw a lot of shit at the wall that doesn't stick I I, I know I know that Dan's the funnier one of the two of us but it's because
2: of me oh no I think both of you guys I think I think both your dicks smell like chapstick I feel like everybody's doing an even contribution to the show
1: oh thank you that means a lot coming from the joker of
0: podcasting (laughs) thank you All right, so yeah, the the stinger of this is yeah, this woman steals Barney's gun and then does nothing. Yeah. It. That's right.
2: She <laughs> gives it up like, "Um, you got me."
1: Yeah, which like if you're going to steal a cop's gun, you kind of got to act with some urgency. <laughs> you, I mean, I've never stolen a cop's gun, but I imagine that you're point on an no accelerated return. timeline
2: would have made a really dark conclusion to this episode if she stole his gun and killed herself <laughs> in the cell.
0: I mean, you have to do something and And I I too, let's go ahead and clear this up. I too have never stolen a cop's gun. Um, but let's be clear, we've all thought about yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Wow.
2: Ever since I saw the movie Requiem for a Dream, I, I have anxious fear over you know being close to a cop and looking at the gun and then imagining the opening scene. If you can remember the opening scene, I think it's on like Coney Island, and it's uh, Jared Leto, and I can't remember the name of the, the, the characters in the movie, but they were tossing the the cop's gun do, back and forth. Keep it scares away? me, terrifies me.
0: Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's interesting, because ever since Requiem for a Dream, I have a strange fear uh, and phobia of going ass to mm-hmm.
2: ass. You gotta get over it, man. <laughs> really, gotta get over Crippling
1: it. Crippling fear of sentient refrigerators. <laughs> Never got over it. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. Juice okay. Tappy.
1: Ratings.
2: Uh, what? What is that? Uh, can you can you tell me what the measurement is uh, so I do this?
1: Yes. Andy scale one to ten for how good the
0: episode was. Like, how much did you actually enjoy watching this episode of television as a half hour of television? And then the Barney meter is broken. But as, as, as best as we can tell you, it's like, how much psychic damage did this do to America, this particular episode? Okay,
2: so uh, in the Barney meter, a uh, high number is. A lot of psychic damage. Yeah.
0: Both of them, one is the lowest 10.
1: Right now, okay. and this is for reference, the, the, the gold standard of the Barney Meter is convincing America that being homeless is a choice. Uh, so Ooh. that's that's a 10.
0: <laughs>
1: Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So okay. ju- take with that what you will.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, did it there are there are a number of sticking points i would have gone with convincing america that prison labor is funny and yeah but yeah that's also okay those have been some examples of tens when we say that
1: you got a good one we're not fucking kidding adam
2: (laughs) okay (laughs) all right well i'm i'm happy with my choice okay who goes first uh dan
0: you go first
1: i'm gonna say i think just for the cat and mouse game i'm put it like a seven i think it's 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 solid i have fun
0: yeah, on Andy Meter, I'm going to put it like it's it's a fun episode. I mean, it's not it's not like laugh out loud. I've seen funnier episodes, but like I chuckled a few times. So, I'm going to put it at like an 8.
2: Yeah, I I'm I think we're going to do exactly what you did, Marty. I I didn't know what to expect going into this. I was surprised that I chuckled throughout. I rewound a scene and watched it three times Yeah, uh, and albeit that was not a scene that was written into the script it was just a woman's reaction still counts but i was having the reaction that she was having and i i have to give this an eight i enjoyed myself
0: all right barney meter this is a little hard i mean there's some gross cop stuff in there this is pretty much every episode
2: I'm going like, to give it a five. Let me just start here and say, I'm going to give okay. it a five. It's the middle, namely because there's a lot of gross cop stuff. And, you know, this is just the name of the game. It's copaganda. So how many times can you measure that and say, you know, it is notable? Unfortunately, it's the premise. But I'm going to give it a five and all five points go to the joke about my raccoons. Yeah. Because.
0: Oh, I forgot. Yeah. They keep doing that, yes. by the way.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that was that was the be- at the beginning. That, that was our bookend gag of the episode. So I would say uh five points psychic damage. Sounds like we're playing D D yeah. five points psychic damage because of the uh inherently misogynistic scuttle butt against Myra Koontz.
0: So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and, and I'm gonna put it at a four. And here's here's where I'm going with that. This guy is doesn't that...
2: care about women. Yeah <laughs> this guy fucking hates women.
0: Here's where I'm going I with that is love that slut shaming. Please name that what? the episode. <laughs> what? Wait, hang on, hang on a second.
2: Marty is... loves slut shaming. <laughs> is this a
0: bit? Now? Yeah. Like, this guy's like, all la- about last, it. Like la- last last <laughs> last week, you said that like my my ratings meant I supported the. Vietnam yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 a bit now i am going
1: to bring it up again that the vietnam war was happening during this episode and they said nothing
0: so So uh, i think that should add something to it sure what i was gonna say is that like i'm gonna i'm gonna put it like a three for overall damage to you know society damage that we that we live in like you know contribution to jokerfication whatever but i'm gonna give another point to specific psychic damage to me. <laughs> to uh-huh. me personally. Uh-huh. Cause that Myra Koontz joke, that bit, made me so I don't think I don't think it hurt society in general. It just made me feel gross. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 I, you know so, that
2: there's a Myra Koontz somewhere in the world, and everybody was watching the Andy Griffith show, and there was a Myra Koontz whose life got a little worse.
0: And her episode. name was Myra Koontz, so it already wasn't great to begin <laughs> yeah. with.
2: Unfair. I sorry, Myra. I th-
1: I wanna yeah. scream more about the Myra Coons thing, but there's really nothing to say there's about There's nothing it. to it. It's, you just,
0: they never got to yeah, it. Yeah, you just mm-hmm.
1: have to acknowledge that it happened and that it was weird and gross.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I think because I talked shit on Marty, I have to I have to say it's five now, just because mm-hmm. I I don't wanna be in the same Back boat as him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah, and okay. also I really hey. can't emphasize enough the Vietnam War was happening during this episode and they did not speak out in any way. Eee.
0: I do ha- I do I do have to get to something by the way. Barney Barney before he goes out on patrol, he makes a phone call. Are, are we clear? <gasps> oh, yeah. Are we clear? Are we clear oh, that the phone oh, call oh, is oh, to oh. Thelma Lewis? Yes.
2: Oh, I I completely glazed over that. I... I'm so sorry cuz that scene was really funny. And I I liked when he said you were the only one I ever gave a hoot for. Oh, if if I don't survive this anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I thought that was great. Can I
1: give you some fun context for that, Adam?
0: Oh, hang on, uh, yeah, Dan. Dan let, let me ex- let me explain the scene yeah. to the listeners. I mean, Adam pretty much did it, but right before right before the uh, Andy or Barney goes out on patrol, he's on a phone call with I think Thumaloo. Yeah, Thumaloo. Okay. And he's saying, Listen, I can't make our date tonight. I've got a dangerous thing to do. I gotta go out and patrol, and do a sting. This might get heavy. If I don't come back, you gotta know that I you're the only one I ever gave a hoot for. Yeah. Okay, see you tomorrow. We'll go we'll go to the movies. Love it.
1: Okay, yeah. so fun context around that monologue is Thumbleo is his long term oh, girlfriend, okay. who he cheats on constantly. Just oh, left, right, and center. Uh yeah so okay so maybe
2: there's some dramatic irony here that they were trading stories about Myra raccoons but really you know maybe he's uh the person who's uh, getting gossiped on
0: uh, also like uh, again imagine being Lou and you you hear that line you were the only one i ever gave a hoot for and you're the other on the other end going i fucking hope so we we've we've been together for five years does
2: she know that he's hooting other women
0: Unclear, but probably Debatable.
2: not. Okay, got it.
1: Uh, no, I, I kind of was it when he says like you're the only one ever gave a hoot about. I all kind of read it as like you know everybody else in my life. Fuck them.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. So honestly, this is kind of a Drake confession. This is like, yes, I think Thomilu, you do know that I sleep around, but you're the uh... only one. Oh, you're yeah. the yeah. one yeah. Right? yeah I have side chicks and I have Thelma Lou yeah. yeah 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 okay but- all right you know what great so I, I'm saying that Barney Fife is Drake yes
1: exactly the comparisons cool. are apt
2: great scene
0: yeah, I, I, I I think that's a as good a spot as any to end this uh, the
1: next episode does talk about Barney thing? Fife's secret kid
0: oh ooh. <laughs> oh maybe. yeah but Barney Fife gets into a, into a rap beef with, oh, let's say Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> and Floyd, right. And Floyd the Barber does investigative reporting and finds his secrets.
2: Ben Weaver was ghostwriting for Barney Fife the entire <laughs> you,
0: time. You were hiding on a-
2: Before we do Floyd. go out, can we all make a suggestion? What is it that people are saying about Myra Raccoons?
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: I mean, okay, so the the things they say is, well, you know what Myra Raccoons did, you know what My Raccoons did. And they start to tell the story and be like, so you know that guy that came to town, and then they get cut from off from
2: Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Marty is uh, holding a stick of chapstick and applying it directly to his chapped lips in
1: a very seductive manner.
2: Yeah, that I don't yeah. think
1: was called for.
2: Uh, what what uh, what what uh, scent is that chapstick? dick, <laughs> dick. It's, it's,
0: it's class- his, it would his be chap- classic spirit.
2: this says it <laughs> sharper- says body t-shirt it says body graphic t-shirt
1: as we that's as big. we all know marty gets Sp- all of his chapstick from spencer's gifts
2: <laughs> oh,
1: damn it damn it i was
0: about to say spencer's uh, gifts it's especially it's, it's uh, uh, god really damn strange. it all right all right what 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 do i think Myra raccoons did yeah. um she killed that dude, right? She <laughs> killed the guy from Chattanooga. She killed that guy from Chattanooga. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and 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 the cops in there were just discussing it like gossip, like, eh, funny, like, yeah. She she straight up she straight up murdered that dude.
2: I I think I think it's that she can vote. Uh, I think <laughs> <laughs> people are telling stories. Are like, can you believe this shit? She met this guy who planted all these secrets and told her that she's got rights and she's out here saying she can vote. Can you believe? Yeah, that's what I think.
1: I'm going to give the boring answer and say over the pants, hand stuff in a movie theater. I, Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm just, I'm just of course the 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 movie at the
2: time, I don't know what time it's supposed to be. It seems like it's kind of like the forties or something. I don't know. No,
0: No, it is contemporary. It, oh. Even though everything seems like it's in the Great Depression, it takes place in 1963. Uh, what that I was going to say
2: is like you haven't lived until you got a, a hand a dry hand job watching a train coming toward a <laughs> movie screen. That's that's really the thrill of life.
0: There's so many good
2: episode
0: titles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that That rocket is straight in the moon. (laughs) You know what? I'm (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't not
1: imagine a guy getting a headshot during the train coming towards you movie.
0: Just Uh... everybody is
1: running out of the way.
0: Well, you know, I once got a. (laughs) Anyway, hey Dan. So, that so, guy I from mean, Chattanooga
2: listen. got a handy watching a train coming toward him in a movie theater, and then he <laughs> went home and he fapped like a weirdo.
1: Okay, Marty, do you want to tell your? Thing?
0: I, I mean, I mean, listen. I actually did get a hand job during a screening of the 1931 Dracula with Bella Lugosi, <laughs> okay. <Hold> which,
2: <laughs> which I pointed
1: out in a bar, much to the amusement of the bartenders, <laughs> that that is a silent movie, and everyone heard all of it.
2: That's really funny. <laughs> like,
0: listen, I, I told this, I told this girl I was seeing that I was gonna go to see this. It was like Halloween, and I was like, it is an old movie; you might be bored, and like. I, it was really weird because I was in this weird bit where, like, like we were making out in the back of the theater, but I was also like, I want to watch mm-hmm. this. That's really uh, funny. So the, the that's a different this conundrum. Is,
2: this sounds like the yeah, medical... but I was like twenty four. <laughs> this, this is this is the cold open for a. Different podcast.
0: Any anyway, I straight up warned her, I'm like, you might be bored in this, and she was like, I won't be bored, and then she was like, I'm bored, so I'm gonna give this guy a A." Hysterical. Well, there you (laughs) go. There's your secret,
2: folks. If if you're trying to get lucky in a movie theater, you gotta take your dame to see Metropolis.
0: Oh yeah.
1: That's a classic move.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of the pickup artist of podcasts. Yeah. He's the, is what the
1: pickup artist joker of podcasts. People, people
2: kind of say that I'm the hitch of podcasts. Yeah, yeah
1: no, it, I, we should have mentioned up top that you are dressed like mystery for this entire recording. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I, I, I want to know. I do want to know how you got your headphones over the fuzzy top hat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: well, I gotta like, wear the I'm, hat so my wig doesn't fly off. If, I tell you.
1: If we could get just get through one part of this podcast without you doing close up magic, I'd really appreciate it.
2: <laughs> you can't see, but I'm actually levitating off the floor, yeah. which I should really rethink where my webcam is positioned. <laughs>
1: I think. Wait. If you merge the pickup artist of podcasts and the Joker of podcasts, you've just basically invented. Chris Damn Angel. it! <laughs> fuck you!
2: That's what you get. That's
0: what you get for doing. Uh, That's what you get for doing the Spencer's gifts, motherfucker. I'll
2: take it. People kind of say that I'm the mind freak of podcasts, and I appreciate you guys having me on your fine podcast. This was a delight.
0: Oh God! Where the fuck can people <laughs> find you? You know what? No, fuck you, Adam. You don't get to plug anything. You, don't, you 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 you've given up the right to plug shit. That's
2: fine. That's for the better of everyone. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. If you follow, this is where I, I will, will hawk my wares. You can find me on Instagram as flirt underscore vonnegut, mm-hmm. as in Kurt, but flirt vonnegut. That is my uh, stage name. My nom de plume when I'm performing in burlesque cabaret and drag shows in Philadelphia. I don't know when the show comes out, when your episodes come out. Got, probably a
0: week from now. Uh, right. I'm not, I'm not going to drop it on Thanksgiving, so probably next
2: week. <laughs> Why not? Gobble, gobble, baby. I, I've got a show called Get You a Babe Who Could Do Both on December 3rd. It is at National Liberty Museum. It is a show that takes burlesque performers and, who have you know incredible interests and hobbies and skill sets, and we, we invite them to give a TEDx talk, and they deliver this wonderful educational talk, and then in the second half, the very same performers strip their clothes off and do a little tease it's a terrific show i love it so i much. love this show i love this show. thank you marty i uh, get you a babe who could do both is uh the brainchild of of me and my fiance honey tree evil eye and our next show december 3rd at national liberty museum come see me
0: hell yeah as always you can find us on the internet we are uh on twitter at break mayberry I'm at Schneid Remarks. It's S-C-H-N-E-I-D Remarks. By this point, my fiance Sarah and I are working on a uh, Twitch channel together where we build Lego sets together and talk about interesting things our twitch channel uh, which i set up today is brick smarties twitch.tv slash brick oh thanks for
2: the follow i saw brick smarties follow me on twitch i appreciate Yes, that. thank you
0: yes it doesn't exist yet but we'll be streaming by this by, by the time this episode's out we'll be streaming regularly hopefully building legos and talking about interesting stuff wait hold on uh
2: my brick smells like <laughs> <joystick>. <laughs> God
1: bless that kid's t shirt. He's given us a lot of mileage.
0: Just, just so
2: I can't much. let go of that joke. It's really so good.
0: So much work. So much work on the internet. I'm at SchneiderMarks. it's S C H N E I D Remarks. Instagram, Breaking Mayberry. Our Facebook group is Breaking Mayberry Fans. Join, check out, oh, patreon.com slash Breaking Mayberry. Special thanks to uh, our newest patron, Catherine or Skitch, for joining, our, joining this week. Skitch, please make your way to the Discord. And if you want to support us, Skitch access to bonus episodes or episodes that are director's cuts. Also join our patron and other levels. You can choose things for us to watch when we will torture ourselves and sometimes Adam yeah. uh, and other guests. With bonus material So yeah, patreon.com slash Mayberry To support us with your money dollars And if you want to support us without your money dollars Understandable, leave us a rating or review On the podcast catcher of your choice I think that's all the gibberish I gotta say here Like and subscribe You know, blah 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 Are you guys exclusive
2: on Spotify yet?
0: We're not exclusive on Spotify
2: Rogan
1: edged us out by like this yeah, much Yeah, it was all
2: right. I don't need it, to end this us? episode talking about Rogan edging <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck, good night, everyone. We'll see you all down at the fishing hole.